Welcome to the Stepping Up Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Gingrich, a busy working mom who spent years searching for the perfect career and balance, only to find it's not about the job and that balance is not even real. I have found myself in love with personal development, which has led me to leaving my full-time job with nothing but a prayer and a ton of faith. Today, I'm bringing you inspiration through my own journey and interviews with amazing people who have followed their dreams and teaching you how to love yourself and become who you are meant to be. It is time to redefine life as a working mom. And I hope that you find the inspiration here to follow your dreams and take your own path through this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stepping Up Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Gingrich, and as always, I'm just so excited you decided to join me here on the podcast, and I'm excited you're here with me today. I have a very timely topic for you today, one that maybe in a year from now will still be a really interesting conversation. Maybe it'll be one that's really interesting to look back on, but it is so relevant for October of 2020 and the year of 2020 in general. And it's about COVID-19. I really haven't addressed coronavirus, COVID-19, the pandemic and quarantine really in such a direct way until now because I just have been a part of the process. I've been kind of watching what's going on around me and uh, my kids went back to school full time, which was really exciting for me. Uh, My husband and I have been balancing working from home and working in the office and things have just kind of, I don't want to say been going smoothly, but they've been going along and we've been really making it work. And last week, actually within the last two weeks, it has become so much more prevalent to me and in my world of how much of a disruptor, not just you know, to our schedules, but the coronavirus in general and COVID-19 and how it's affecting not just our health, but our mental health and our emotional status and our work-life balance. But what I want to talk about today is how it affects us mentally and emotionally when you start to realize like, oh, I've got to get tested or a family member got tested or, oh, guess what? I found out last week you were in close proximity with somebody who ended up testing positive and the not just the effects it has on you, but the effects it, the ripple effects it has on your life. And let me share with you. So last week, uh, my son, my five-year-old had a runny nose. He didn't sleep much the weekend before. He was eating a lot of crap food, a lot of sugar, a lot of things that were going to disturb his immune system. And I knew kind of walking in on Sunday, I went, he's not feeling well. And as a mom, you, if you have children, you know this, that you have, your kids have an MO of when they get sick or they start to get run down, they have certain symptoms. And this is what happens to them all the time. So for my five-year-old, it's, he gets a runny nose, um, his sniffles, now that he's getting older, it's a little less, but his sniffles go back into his, you know, he sniffs them up. This is going to get a little gross, but guess what? You're a parent, so you're fine. It goes into his throat. It turns into this very gross mucusy cough. And usually ends up in a low-grade fever at some point, And it lasts about a week. This is typically what happens to him. And I saw this trajectory happening. I'm going, he's not feeling well. He's going to end up being sick. This is not what we need right now. And 
So I decided to call the school and we had had a friend of ours. Uh, her son had had a cough the week before. So and they go to school together. So I kind of knew what to expect from the school. And so I kind of went in with the approach of I called them on Monday knowing I was likely he was likely at some point going to have to get a test if he didn't get better within 24 hours. So I call the school. I call him out on Monday, say he's just feeling run down. I want to keep him home before he ends up getting worse. Well, it didn't matter that I kept him home. He ended up getting worse anyway, but I think he would have you know, gotten worse, worse had I sent him to school. So then on Tuesday, I have to call the school again. And they say, well, now he before he comes back, because he's been going to be out for two days, he needs a doctor's note. And I knew when I called the doctor's office, they weren't going to let him go back to school without a test. So I'm bracing myself for all of this that's going on and saying, oh, my God, what's happening? This is uh, I was frustrated. I was annoyed. I was, you know, it was. I've now got to tell people and it's like this, you get branded with this scarlet letter of like, oh my God, you had to get tested for COVID. You could potentially have it. And so it's not just affecting you personally. It wasn't just affecting me. It wasn't just affecting my son. It was affecting all of his classmates and our friends, anyone we were with over the weekend of like, this is what's happening. And it's just this ripple effect. And the word I kept using with my husband was, it's this rigmarole of what's going on because he's got to get tested. He has a stuffy nose. I know for a fact the kid has a cold. This is what's happening, but it's 2020. This is the world we're living in. He's going to have to get tested. And I really had to brace myself for what was coming up. So as I'm calling the doctor, figuring out what to do, we end up never even having to go into the pediatrician's office. We ended up just, they said, we'll call it in to urgent care. Just go here, go get tested. In the meantime, while all of this is happening, I was um, at a work event on Friday afternoon. I get a phone call. It was I was all outdoors, mask wearing, sanitizing my hands, was following all the protocols. And what happened was one of so it was a golf outing and one of the players had tested positive for COVID. And I was like, oh, crap. So I could tell this this poor woman who had to make this phone call. My heart went out to her because now look now she had an event someone, one of the players had COVID and now everybody who was there over almost a hundred people that were there need to know what happened. So again, this is the coronavirus. It doesn't just affect you as an individual or you as your family, your family unit. It affects everybody around you that you may have been in contact with. And you've got to call people to tell people this or send them a text message and tell them. And you're like, and it's, it's such a hard thing to do because I was so afraid of being judged. I, I was so afraid of people saying, oh my God, how could you do this to me that I was now p- exp- potentially exposing other people to this virus, but I had no idea. And then I feel guilty and I feel worried about telling them the truth because how are they going to feel? And uh, should I wait until my test comes back positive or should I tell them now? Or what if it comes back negative and now I've worried people for no reason? I mean, like these are the things, if you have not been in this situation, these are the things that happen when you find out you've potentially been exposed or your kid has to go get tested because they have a runny nose. And it's all of these things that kind of compile together. And And I just remember having these conversations of this is, it was such a drain. It was an entire week. So my son, he tested negative. I tested negative. All was well. Uh, but what happened was by the end of the week, he was actually home because he still had a stuffy nose and a five-year-old, a stuffy nose and a mask all day in school is not a good combination. So I ended up keeping him home 
all the way through till Friday. I was I wanted to send him back on Thursday. He probably would have been fine, but he had begged me not to send him back on Thursday. And so I didn't. It was only a half day school. I ended up keeping him home. So he's home with me all week. I had to work from home. I had Zoom calls. I had meetings. I had phone calls. It, was, it wasn't like this nice, fun, relaxing opportunity for me to just take the time off and like chill out and, hey, we're home. Let's chill out and relax. And for some people that might be possible. But last week was not the week for me. And it just brought me back to the beginning of the pandemic, uh, which was actually probably easier because there was less going on. People weren't having meetings. People were still navigating how to do this. The world had pretty much shut down. But now that it's October, the world had started to pick back up. People were having meetings. People are back in work. And it was it was exhausting. And I was tired. And I was emotionally and physically drained. I had nothing left to give by the end of last week. And I was so happy to send my kids, both of my kids back to school on Friday because they were actually both home for two days because once you find out that a sibling has to get tested, the other sibling needs to get pulled out of school until the test comes back positive or negative. And then they can go back to school. Or my other option, if I opted out of not getting my child tested, was he needed to be, he couldn't go back for 10 days from when the symptoms started, as long as they were improving. If anything got worse, then that got extended another 10 days. I mean, the, just talking about it brings up all the emotions that I was feeling last week of anxiety and guilt and worry and fear and exhaustion. And I just kept telling people like, I'm just so physically and emotionally drained from having to deal with this. And this was really the first time our family really had any sort of potential for exposure or had to get tested. Like it was a really, I really felt the effects of, oh my God, this is, this is crazy. And, and how are we, you know, we're taking people, we're telling them to go get tested, but is there any way as a society that we're saying we're comforting people and we're telling them they're not alone? If, if I didn't have a tribe of amazing friends that I could lean onto that said, this is what's happening. And I was actually afraid to tell them. I said, I really struggled in, do I tell you? Do I not tell you? Because I didn't know where I lied. And I, and I had to journal through this and say that, you know, what scenario one is I don't tell them and something actually does happen. And I just feel an immense amount of guilt or I do tell them and they judge me and they, I send, you know, a, an unnecessary amount of fear into their lives and worry to them and whether I would have just waited 24 to 48 hours. I mean, the the emotional toll that this last week or so, week and a half really took on me was so draining. And I don't believe we as a society have given people the the ability to cope with this. So we're giving them the test, we're telling them it's negative, but why can't our our healthcare systems say, look, I know this is really hard. I know this is really hard emotionally and mentally. Here are some tactics that you can do to handle what's happening, to, to manage what's going on. Tell people, take care of yourself, drink lots of water, eat healthy food, make sure you're moving your body, get lots of rest. Like none of that, I'm sorry, none of that is part of the conversation. We are mentally and emotionally exhausted from the year 2020 and the pandemic and every single thing that's going on in our lives on top of, because guess what? 
just because there's a pandemic doesn't mean there's there aren't things that are going on in our lives that are hurting other people. We're still living our lives. People are still working. People are still bu- building businesses. Businesses are losing money. People are losing their jobs. People are getting divorced. People are losing family members. Life is still going on and we're not as a society being taught how to handle all of that. And what I want to say to you is I'm so blessed and so grateful that over the years prior to the pandemic, prior to the year 2020, I had built up this arsenal of skills to know how I needed to take care of myself, to make sure that number one, I was still waking up early when I needed to wake up early, that I was taking the time to meditate, that I was taking the time to journal my thoughts and my worries. And I was taking the time to take courageous action, like having those conversations with my friends, even when it scared me, even when I was scared, even when I was worried, that I knew having those conversations was going to help me and be a part of my process of my of handling the emotions of part of my healing of my making sure that I was in a clear mental state of communicating with people what was going on and what was happening and that I needed a break or I needed a rest or telling my husband like I need the night off I need to do this and by Thursday of last week I was not handling things well I, I was taking the time to wake up in the morning and meditate but by Thursday Thursday evening, I had lost something. And if I flip through my journal, I wonder if I go back to that day, if I can share it with you of what, what was really happening to me. And I don't know if I put it in here. And I don't think I did. I think it's in my other, (laughs) I have my journal journal, and then I have my planning journal. And I do want to share this with you because it was kind of an awakening for me. Um, Oh, here it was on Friday morning, I wrote down. So Thursday was, I was done. I was done. I needed a break. I was, my youngest son was home with me. Like I I just, I didn't have that breathing space. And I wrote down really worn down yesterday and needed a break. I think I could have taken a walk last night to feel better and calm down. And I didn't, I didn't do that, but I took the time the following day to say, last night didn't go great. I was really tired. What happened? What worked for me? What didn't work for me? And what could I have done differently the next time? Because when I take the time to do that, the next time I start to feel those emotions, I've written them down, I've thought about it. Next time I start to realize like I'm worn down, I haven't had a break. Oh my God, this happened to me X number of weeks ago, a month ago, X number of months ago. I can look back on this time and say, what did I say that I needed to do? And I'll remember that I said, you know what? I think I just need to go take a walk and take a break because we're not going to do everything perfectly the first time. We're going to mess up. We're going to yell. We're going to get worn down and we're not going to take care of ourselves. But if you take the time to look back and to say, what went wrong, what went right, and what can I do differently the next time, you will be taking care of yourself because you're going to know what to do the next time that happens. And I wish our society would have this conversation. I wish our society would say, take care of yourself, go for a long walk, go meditate, go to the gym and be by yourself if you can do that right now. And for me, it was like waking up on Friday and being able to go into my office just felt so good to me to be able to get out of my house and to do something. And I could have easily stayed home and said, I I need to stay home today. I just need another day. But I was like, no, I need to get up and go into work. Like I needed that so badly. I needed that routine. I needed that to exit out of my home where so much energy had been built up over the week. And I knew that was going to serve me. But not one person told me to do any of this. Not one doctor, not one nurse, not one PA. And it's not challenging them 
and saying there's something wrong with them as a person, but I think there's something wrong with us as a society is we're taking all of this worry and all of this fear and we're feeding it into people, but we're not telling them what to do with this fear and this worry and this doubt. So all we're doing is sitting in it and we're feeling it and we're building it up and we're causing more stress and we're causing more pain and we're calling, causing more dis-ease within our bodies and we're not taking care of ourselves and nobody's talking about it. So if I can do anything in this moment to say, please, if you're listening to this and you're listening to this message for whatever reason, if it's coronavirus, if it's a personal issue that's going on with your life, if it's a mental, emotional issue, please take care of yourself. Take care of yourself by taking care of your needs, by journaling out what's going on in your life. If I were to give you three tips that you could use, it would be journal. Journal your emotions, journal your fears, journal your worries, write down what's going on in you. What emotions are you feeling right now? And write them out, write them down, write down what's going on within you right now. And then number two would be to spend time alone. Spend time meditating, spend time in silence and quiet, put in your headphones and don't let anybody interrupt you. Take down those outside re, um, noises and things that are going to distractions. Take down those outside distractions and don't let them get to you. Just sit with yourself. And then the next thing I want you to do is I want you to get outside and maybe that is meditating and journaling outside. That's what I have been doing the last three months and it has been so much better for me than journaling and meditating inside my home. Being outside has changed things for me. It is giving me more grounding, giving me more calm and has allowed me to breathe in that fresh air every single day. No matter what the weather is, I am outside bundled in a blanket, like curled up in layers of clothing. It has felt so wonderful to breathe in that fresh air. And then I'm going to tell you the third thing is to change your scenery. If you've been at home for a really long time, if you been in the office, go for a walk, get outside, maybe take a break, maybe go away for a weekend. Um, My parents have a beautiful house up in the mountains and we love going up there when we really need a break. So we are very blessed in that we have that place that we can go. If you have that place, go to it. If you don't have that place, go on Airbnb and find a place that you can go for a night, a day, a weekend, whatever it is. And maybe it is something as simple as just taking a walk and not a five to 10 minute walk, a 30 to 45 minute walk, maybe an hour walk. Take a really long time. Change. So do those things to take care of yourself. You deserve it. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. Thank you so much for being along on this journey. And if you are someone who has that scarlet letter of coronavirus because you've been near it, around it, you've had it, know that you are not alone and make sure you're taking care of your mental and emotional health because that is what will get you through. Thank you again so much for joining me. If you found this beneficial, please go ahead and share it with someone who you think would also benefit from this as well. And that's how we will get this message out there. More and more people need to hear it. Thank you so much for being a part of this journey with me and have an amazing, amazing day. Thank you for joining me on the Stepping Up podcast. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to rate and review the podcast on iTunes so that we can share this message with more and more people. Together, let's redefine what life as a working mom looks like and feels like. Until next time, have a great one.